Alright guys, welcome back to Actualization Station. As always, this is Chris, and I just wanted to talk to you guys real fast, and I'm starting to say that a lot, I just wanted to, but I, I do, I do, I want to talk to you guys right now, and I'm realizing the potential of this Anchor app, um, you know, I have an, a decent mic um, plugged into uh, an audio interface that plugs into my PC that I can do these sit-down, long-form podcasts uh, with a very high-quality professional sound. But I also have this immediately accessible uh, technology of the smartphone in this app called Anchor, through which I can uh, use a little plug-in lapel mic here to try at least improve the sound quality a, a little bit above with the phone level, which is already quite good nowadays um, on a lot of the a lot of even like moderate level phones. Technology is improving so fast. Uh, what we're willing to put up with as well. Um, as we uh, consume information and entertainment, um, it comes from all levels, man. We love everything from 8-bit video games all the way up to, you know, 32-bit and 64-bit uh, and 128-bit and whatever bits we're on now. I don't even know. But it's, uh, it's a, lot of, a lot of megabytes, too. A lot of gigs going on. We're throwing around a lot of high-def information really fast, man. The quality of our cameras, videos we can take and the moments we can share and ever higher definition that gets you closer there you know gets you closer to that moment that feeling to that person um and of course our capacity to share ideas and information is faster than it's ever been before so we've got a lot of boons we've got a lot of saving graces and powerful tools here at hand and uh i was i've been listening to this podcast rebel wisdom it's it's on youtube and you can see and i'm sure it's an audio form just as a podcast um i gotta sh- give a shout out to voice club and uh, Rebel Media, and Jonathan Verveke's Awakening from the Meaning Crisis lectures that he's putting out right now. It's an ongoing series relating to the greatest crises humanity faces, and as well our our ability to to present ourselves to life in such a way that we can move maybe perhaps with more accordance and move in concert more gracefully with one another as we work out how we're going to face these problems because right now it feels like we're ever increasingly at each other's throats and that's not a fun game to play um but we're, we've been playing that one for a long time it's a tribal instinct instinct and it was you know useful to us for a time but then we you know developed this forebrain beyond just the mere like immediate way to react to situation to survive uh, method of the lizard brain the amygdala but now we've got this forebrain this you know this totally congruent uh, what is it the corpus callosum um, the coarse cerebral cortex we got what am I doing I'm listening off whatever um, <laughs> we got abilities we got talents we got passion we got perseverance we got heart we got courage my god the things we faced as a species as life on this planet life is brutal and harsh but god the saving graces are beautiful you know, we can relate to that. We can all relate to that. Like, man, how much do people love the idea of hope? And how useful it is as an encouraging factor that keeps us going. And it's, it's realistic, too, because, man, human beings can meet some high-level challenges. And wow, are we ingenuitive? And, and wow, do we, found, do we find so many different creative ways to live even more safely and securely and healthfully on this planet I, I think we can continually become better stewards of ourselves each other uh, this 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 gift of a living this fragile ecosystem this beautiful 
beautiful landscape uh, from sea to shining sea here in the U.S. of A., where I live, but all over the planet. It's beautiful, beautiful, and the cosmos are unimaginably complex beyond our understanding. We're still studying everything inner and outer, and it's majestic beyond belief, and it's infinite as far as we can tell and in every direction, and it's, it's and if it has an end, what is that end even like? We can't comprehend, and we don't even know how precisely it began, except we can, like, down to a point, but we don't know what that means. I mean, all of that, like, you know, the Big Bang, and, like, the fact that we are on this ball of dirt flying through space at millions of miles an hour as we travel along with the sun as it rotates through this thing that we call the Milky Way. Like, what is this bright, burning ball of plasma that we're rotating around here, and, and how cool is it that's, that atoms are made in the ovens, you know, the furnaces of, of, of stars that explode and spread them out into space. All of that is really profound stuff. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm really interested in talking about the most because it seems like the central project of our time is, as a self-reflective species, at this level of technological capacity and, of course, that we're dangerous in our potential with the tools that we can create that are both, both useful but so often double-edged swords that can also cut us as individuals and species. You know, we don't want to hammer our thumbs here. We've got to learn how to, we don't, we've got to move on to communication 2.0, I think. We've got to be all the more um, thoughtful, you know, considerate in our, in our ways that we contemplate and communicate that the ideas that we have and the feelings that we we feel and, and how deeply are we going to look at things and, re- and reason with one another and see that we're not just the policies that we're putting forth and like in the political realm for instance but we're the values that underlie those and we can relate to each other and say okay I see why you see that and I, and I, I, okay, I can see that as a valuable value and, and relatable and meaningful but I feel like this right now is more urgent that's why I'm arguing this point if we can talk on that level and really get serious about the problems we have to face man I think I can't believe what we've already done. If, you, if we really take a step back and get it like a telescopic wide angle view of like the earth and it's spinning, zoom back in on, on this complex interaction with one another in the social spaces that we take on, take up, um, that we interrelate in, that we are part of because we are society. It's, it's Each one of us are nodes. How much dirt, how much ill conditioning and let's not blame. Let's just look at what's not working. You know, I mean, God, we, we're, we're fighting generationally, we're fighting amongst the sexes, we're fighting amongst all these different ways in orienting ourselves in the world and saying, this is better and this is better. And no, if someone's rude and being a bully, uh, we're saying, that's wrong, man. The way you're talking is like dark and that's, that doesn't seem useful and that seems like maybe not a good example. And it's kind of like shocking to me that you would think of people that way, that you would say, speak that way. But we also appreciate brazen honesty. So we're like a little torn, and then we're like, we start throwing it back to the people that we see exemplifying that kind of attitude and, and conversing in the least constructive way or acting acting in the least constructive ways. How, how do we find a way to, without lashing back? You know, because that eye for an eye shit, man, that is so elementary, dude. That's, that's you know, that's why we teach the golden rule. That's, that's why we became a social species in the first place, because, we, you know, when we're we're afraid of all the things that could happen and go wrong, then we're fearful of, of life. We're fearful of death. We're fearful of not getting it right right now so that life is a bit more comfortable while, we're, while we have it, while we're here, because life is finite, and we all know that. So that death underlies every one of our fears. It's the root of it all. Think about it. Really dig into that one. Go into it, because that is so relevant. And this, this Japanese term shoji that I've talked about before, man, keep that constantly current in your mind, but in, in, a, in a good way, so it helps you 
dig in and appreciate and encapsulate your experience in life more, that you can offer more to it and get more out of it so that you're more honest, self-honest, and with your family, with your friends. How can we do this? By knowing that life is finite and it's precious. That's why people are so much more honest right there on their deathbed, right when they finally know they're dying and have a moment, moment to put things right with their brother, their sister, their father, their mother, their uncle, their friend, their family member, their loved ones, their mate, whatever it be, man. Just, we... We got this, though. God, the things that we have surmounted, the peaks that we have climbed, the potential that we have at hand, at measure here, is is unpronounceable. I can't put it into words. We don't even know the extent of our potential if we start working together on a higher level. But we've got to be cognizant of our impact on the on the world. And so this this um this this idea relevance realization that I heard on Re- on Rebel Media it piqued my interest. I've been listening to some of the conversations they're having and it blew my mind. And I was like, man, yes, this is it. This is it. This is finally, I've been looking for this all my life. Something that takes anxiety out all the way is these kinds of conversations happening where we're talking about these things and you can feel it's constructive. You can feel it's going to be productive if, if more of us start to live this way. And I've been feeling this is the direction I want to take and not even take it. This was the initial spark. Um, we, you know, we got to be that change we wish to see in the world. You know that old adage? I mean, that, that thing just deepens and deepens with wisdom because this allows us to relate on a level quite aware, quite acutely aware of the situation we're in. So that's relevance realization. It's, it's super relevant, especially at this time when we face so many different simultaneous crises. Uh, you know, what else are we going to do with our time here? But try and learn to work together uh, more constructively. Why not? So... I guess I can make this the end of part one if I'm going to throw this up on Instagram, on the channel, and uh, stay tuned for part two. All right, guys, so Chris here with Actualization Station. Been talking for 10 minutes now already, and let's see if I got any more verbiage to spit here for your all's entertainment and edutainment and pleasure and and hopefully uh, enlightenment, but... So we've got to be that change we wish to see in the world. You know that old adage, right? So let's let's get on with that. So let's think about that. I'm thinking about this new slogan for Actualization Station. Change the world from the inside out. Let's change the world from the inside out. Or changing the world from the inside out. Or, you know, any, any, but there's also like a guidestone for, for us here. So that's our compass. And it, this does seem like the most relevant thing we could possibly be doing. This feels like what... What's it, Jonathan Verveke, that said on an episode of Voice Club I saw recently, the central project of our time, where he might have been talking with one of the gentlemen from Rebel, Rebel Wisdom when I saw this, but I like how these guys, they're all on the same project. They're, they're seeing how important this is, and they're finding ways to articulate it that are really useful and immediately accessible and, and um, tangible. They feel like they can be acted upon. They feel, they feel like they, they do have usage in this world. Um, they, they feel like the right answers are, are, are finally being approached and uh, whoops lost the mic there sorry about that I'm gonna snap this thing back on here and uh, yo yo by the way guys you can get on anchor at any time and you can create your own podcast or you can call into this show if you'd like to continue this conversation um, I'm not especially well studied but I was well directed by the people I've come across and, and any great teacher of, of this kind of subject matter where we're talking self-realization but then how we can transcend even the, uh, the self-driven desires of self-sustainability and all that, but how we can then use that and generate some good karma 
actively, like realistically, legitimately in this world by giving everything that we have to this world and making it run better around us, creating win-win scenarios for each other, empowering each other when we're flourishing and sharing the wealth as well as we can, but not letting, you know, we don't need that to be too legislatively driven. I hope that that becomes more like the cultural anchor that inspires just legislation, but thoughtful legislation like we have in the U.S. today that we try and achieve. But of course, crony capitalism happens, so I'm not going to blame capitalism in general. I don't know enough to honestly say what the real problem or the real answer is here, so I'm not going to outright condemn either because I'm not trying to start any goddamn wars. We're all on the edge of doing that. I don't think people understand how much every single time we lash back at what angers us, offends us, hurts us, or scares us, or terrifies us, the ideas out there that other people live by or present that we find... Um, you know, atrocious or whatever, you know, you want to say like, ah, oh, I can't believe you believe that uh, kind of ideas that are just like total turnoffs for us. Let's, let's try and dig a little deeper and use a little bit more of the neurons there in our uh, heart cavity as well because we got them there too. We got them throughout the entire body. We're great body language experts, but we communicate on so many levels. And I especially want to appeal to artists right now and, and say to you guys, all of you out there that are doing things creative, and we're all artists in every way, you know, I mean, from styling our hairs to the way we dress, to the way we share and speak, to the way we cheer people up, to the way that we're good friends and family, but also in the ways that, we, and that nurtures the collective of our immediate groups. But of course, we're in this global tribe now. We're all interconnected, whether we like it or not. So how are we going to manage that without instituting totalitarian forms of dictatorship over one another? How are we going to be free agents together and help each other shine more adeptly in this world so that we can realistically create a better world for those that come after us and for ourselves right now? Let's lighten the load of this whole world, man. The things are turned up too high. We're moving really fast and we have got to hone in right now. We're like we're speed skaters because that's literally what we're doing right now is our technological capacity compounds upon itself. Our technological adeptness has created technologies that are not building upon themselves and increasing ever more, uh, exponentially growing in, in their power and thus our capacity to interact with the world and the environment around us and the ways for us to potentially end ourselves too, of course. You know, we have a lot of nukes laying around. We have a, some germ warfare fair shit becoming increasingly accessible just because the technology is allowing us to do so much good but also so much potentially bad if we're not good people and, and if we are not generating better people but how do we do that but inspiration man like the end of Shawshank Redemption man the argument for hope the hope that to survive it's a, it's a biologically driven orientation that's within us it's, it's there it's driving our evolution but it's also quite profound because this whole thing is a great mystery beyond anybody's full rec, uh, full encapsulation or full ability to to understand and comprehend it's and even articulate yeah there's no one word or name that can wholly account for this great mystery that we find ourselves within so often stricken by in our suffering as well as like deeply moved by and inspired in, in those moments that really make life worthwhile and what better way to make life worthwhile to find something that's immediately engaging and feels meaningful and gives us a sense of belonging and gives us a sense of activity and bounce back with the world so that we're dribbling the ball and we feel improvement over time, not just in our ability to interact with the world, but as we move together in this great dance. Because we do have this capacity for collective intelligence. When we work together and we combine our powers, as you, say, as you can say, when we do legitimately, legitimately combine our talents and our powers, 
we, we build pyramids and spaceships and internet and smartphones and really, really nice hovels to uh, house ourselves in. I'm, I'm digging my apartment right now and it's a humble apartment, but man, it's nice. It's really nice and uh, you know, you can get the feng shui flowing in your own environment to make your mind flow a little bit easier. It's, like uh, old Jordan Peterson has pointed out, and you know, I gotta give credit to the guy for a lot of what he says, because it's insightful and helpful and useful for all people, and it's not, I don't believe, oriented to any one gender or type of people in, in, any, in any way, it's just that certain people pick up on it in different ways, and, and, and what's useful. Um, well, if we have open ears and open hearts, we might just hear uh, people tell us very profound things, like take a load that is just as heavy as you can carry, because that's very useful for you and your family, your friends, your community. And so, what level of adeptness do you have with the thing that you love the most? And how can you share that in a way that helps enrich the world? And we can do that in everything we're doing, man. I, we can do it for ourselves, even while we're washing the dishes. And then we can do it, you know, I can get down with washing the dishes now, I'm down with it. You know, it's a wonder to live in this world. It's a wonder to interact with this planet, with this kind of body, this is, an incredible experience. It should be so immediately apparent for all of us, but you know we're we're clouded over with traditions and conditioning and programming and this really powerful self-reflective mind that confuses itself with its person. We think we are our egos, but we just have egos, and egos are great. You know, they give us differentiation. We're all different. We all express ourselves in different ways. But as soon as you believe you're your ego, then you're constantly afraid of it being offended. Your idea, not well. If my idea is not accepted. That's okay, because it must not have been transmitted in a way that was accessible enough for you to be able to see something in it that you can jive with. So i got to find a better way to express it. And it could be in my tone. It could be in just how well I've, I've, I've come to understand whatever I'm trying to talk about. But we have to take advantage of this social ability that we have as a species and compound that collective intelligence and, and direct it and magnify it right on to the greatest challenges we face, all of our attention. It's got to get right into that, in, in, into that space, because this is the central project of our time. The most relevant thing we can do is take charge of ourselves and change this world from the inside out. That's what I've been feeling, guys. So I feel like, okay, we, we can conclude part two pretty soon here. Um, I'm going to keep talking for a minute. And uh, we'll space this thing out for this evening. I'm just going to drop 20 minutes for you guys because it's late and I need to get to bed. But I appreciate you all very much. And anyone that's listening to us that's ever found anything useful in this, um, this is the Evolution of Actualization Station. We're going to change things up and I'm going to try and keep them more immediate and, uh, and accessible and, and relevant as possible for you guys at all times and get down into talking about that great mystery of life and the challenges we face and how we may overcome and align ourselves with the high, highest sense of purpose that gives us the greatest sense of meaning and engagement with life and the ability to overcome the greatest challenges that we face as a species as well as we fly through space space mother truckers on out into the cosmos exploring the wonder of life itself this is actualization station i'm chris and look, looking forward to talking to you guys soon. Get up on that social media, subscribe and like, and help the show reach more people. Love you guys. Peace.